How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Here we are on Super Bowl Friday and a nice day in New York City. It ain't bad outside. Evan and Tiki here on the fan. Plenty of Super Bowl talk. Plenty of football discussion. But I got triggered last night. I don't get triggered easily. I talked a few days ago how easy it is to trigger Sean sometimes. Even Tiki, I've learned his buttons. Well, Woody Johnson triggered me last night. He said something. He said a lot of things. And most of it just rolls off my back. But there was one specific thing he said that angered me. And I'm going to remain very, very calm when we discuss this. No screaming and yelling. It's a Friday. I'm in a good mood. I've made peace with that. My basketball team is an unwatchable, disgusting mess. I don't have to worry about Billy Epler being suspended for a year. No big deal. But what Woody Johnson said that angered me to no end was, quote, we need a backup quarterback we didn't have one last year. Well, that sounds familiar. It's familiar because me and many others politely screamed about that a year ago. We knew they didn't have a backup quarterback. In May, we knew they didn't have a backup quarterback. In June, we knew they didn't have a backup quarterback. In July, we knew they didn't have a backup quarterback. In August, we didn't knew we knew they didn't have a backup quarterback. And then in September, when what happened happened with our hero Aaron Rodgers, we all certainly knew they didn't have a backup quarterback. So here's what really pisses me off. What annoys me is when you say something so casually that you could have changed. And you should have known about in the moment. So what bothers me is not Woody Johnson screwing up the jet colors. We'll play that clip a little bit later on. Or Woody talking about, I don't have playoff mandates, but I really do have a playoff mandate. None of that. What pisses me off to no end is he said something that he should have fixed nine months ago. So I'm triggered, Woody, because you said something that you should have avoided, and we all knew you should have avoided months and months and months ago. <sighs> I thought you weren't going to get upset about this. I'm not upset. I'm calm. How are you, Tiki? I'm good. Yeah. So the problem with your stance on this is that I don't think that the Jets could fix this. So we 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 forget conveniently that Aaron Rodgers was crushing the cap 
And so until he got his deal restructured, which took some time, they couldn't do anything, right? They were waiting this whole offseason. Remember how long this thing took? Mm -hmm. It was inevitable. We knew it was going to happen, but it took forever for it to happen. And as a result, they had to reserve space on their cap and, more importantly, not let go of Zach Wilson until they acquired Aaron Rodgers. And by the time they acquired Aaron Rodgers, all of the other you know, viable potential backup quarterbacks were elsewhere. And then even after they acquired Aaron Rodgers, it took like a week or two before he restructured his deal, basically took a pay cut so that they had some financial flexibility. And if you cut and moved on from Zach Wilson, then you're stuck with like $20 million in dead money. So it was, it, it sounds easy to do. I think it was harder for them realistically to do, especially with all of the Aaron Rodgers I don't know, machinations of what was going to happen hanging over top of them. No, 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 no. Respectfully, no. That's BS, and I'll tell you why. They could have immediately, long before they traded for Aaron Rodgers, trade they away. could have parted away with Zach Wilson. Right, cut him, trade him, do yes, whatever. Yes, yes, exactly what they did with Sam it's Darnold. His second year, though. It's, it, was just, it was after his second season. So, so what? I, I mean... They got rid of Sam Darnold, Teak. Did they get rid of Sam Darnold? Did they cut the cord with Sam Darnold and they traded him for something that I know they were not getting for Zach Wilson, but the New York Jets, what they needed to do, and Woody Johnson should have known, now he acts like he knew all along. BS, okay? I knew it. Most Jet fans knew it. He didn't know anything. He's clueless, mm-hmm. all right? When the season ended and Woody Johnson sat here a year ago at this time and declared to the world, we need a veteran quarterback. He was yeah. very open and honest about that. Yeah, said we're going to get one. He said we're going to get a veteran quarterback. And then we all debated who. There was the discussions about Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers and is Lamar really available and all that. You could have made this clean breakup by getting rid of Zach Wilson, who was not a backup. He wasn't a project. He wasn't the starter. He was a nothing. And I really believe when you look at the failures of the New York Jets, there's a lot of reasons why they failed. You can blame the offensive line. You can blame a lot of things. But the number one thing that completely effed the New York Jets when Aaron got hurt is they didn't have a capable, real-life breathing backup quarterback. Right. The moment Woody Johnson sat there a year ago and said, we need a veteran, they should have traded Zach Wilson for whatever they could have gotten. And you know what you could have done once you did that? You know what you could have done? You could have signed Gardner Minshew to a one-year deal at $3.5 million. You could have signed Baker Mayfield to a one-year deal at $1.7 million. You could have signed Teddy Bridgewater to a one-year deal. There were plenty of options. They didn't do any of that. This owner did none of that. Mm-hmm. And so for him to sit here now, and this is why I get annoyed. I get annoyed because, guys, I'm not that smart. I'm not sitting here telling you I know everything. But I know basic stuff, and I expect my owner to know basic stuff. I expect my GM to know basic stuff. I expect them to know what I knew and what you deep down knew and what Morash knew and what Lugie knew and what everyone listening knew. Zach Wilson sucked and didn't and couldn't be on this roster. <laughs> and now I got to hear Woody Johnson on February 8th. Oh, gee, you know, we just needed a backup quarterback. You could have done it a year ago. Yeah. And if you did it, and I'll argue with anybody about this, I'm not saying the Jets are in the Super Bowl, but the Jets win two or three more games. And you know what the difference between two or three more games is? Yeah, you get to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think the the obvious complication is Joe Douglas. So Joe Douglas drafts Zach Wilson, right? Thinks he's the next coming of whatever. A year, first season, we know it all went wrong. Second season, he got a little bit better, but not really until he got benched, and then it was like, all right, now maybe we need to move off of him. 
But when you're talking to a general manager who's drafted a quarterback, the last thing he's going to willingly do is get rid of him. Second pick overall, by the way, the last thing he's going to do is get rid of him after year two. It just it looks so bad for you. So maybe Woody did know that. Maybe Woody is actually telling us, I told Joe Douglas we needed to get rid of him. I, I wish he would just say right. that. <laughs> so, so it's like he's he's passively aggressively saying we knew we needed a backup quarterback, but Joe Douglas wanted to hold on to our onto our guy because he drafted him in the second overall pick two seasons ago or three seasons ago now. So we couldn't move off of him because Joe Douglas wouldn't let us move off of him. And then you get the Aaron Rodgers influence who's talking so glowingly about Zach Wilson and how he can help him and fix him and he'll be the great quarterback of the future. Like All of these things, all of these factors weighed in on them not moving off of Zach Wilson. And ultimately, it was Joe Douglas's job to do it. I know what he could say. This is a mandate. Do it. But is Woody that much of a football guy to be able to say that? Like, can he give you a football reason? He could give you a fan reason. Mm. Can he give you a football reason, to at least an articulate one, to move off of Zach Wilson? The answer is probably no. So who wins? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Zach, uh, Zach wins because Joe Douglas wins, and Robert Sala was probably indifferent because he didn't think it mattered if they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. But here's the problem. This is why sometimes owners in this town are better off not talking. <laughs> Because what incited me last night and still incites me now when we talk about it is the fact that he so flippingly says, we need a backup quarterback. Maybe he said it on purpose. I'm being honest. Like, on purpose serious. for what? On purpose to piss me off? On no, purpose to no, piss no, off no. season ticket holders well, off? Like, th- for what reason? To, to tell Joe Douglas, you're not as smart as you think you are. 
right? I told you we needed a backup quarterback, and you didn't get us one. You wanted to stick with the kid you drafted second overall two years ago. So, therefore, we stick with him for one more year, and he's terrible one more year again, right? So, I think maybe he's sending a message, but I I don't – I mean, I can't defend him, but I also can't blame him because he's saying exactly what we all know. That the team did not have he, a quality, saying, a good enough backup quarterback, but it's not his job to do that. He, it's Joe Douglas's job to do it. So by him saying, we really screwed the pooch because we didn't have a backup quarterback, Joe Douglas, you're on blast right now. And, and I think we already know that. And here's but. the thing. I know that the Jets had a lot of flaws last year, and there were a lot of things that led to them winning seven games again. The number one thing, in my opinion, that led to this disgrace was the fact that they didn't have a backup quarterback. I mean, most people, most teams, fans, yeah, go ahead. Organization, they don't think about the backup quarterback. Well, you should. They just don't. I know that you they should. should, but you really don't. I mean, how how much of our mind, uh, you know, mind share given to the NFL is on the team's backup quarterback? We very rarely talk about it. This year happened to be the exception. Uh, maybe maybe the last two years have been the exception because players are aging out, quarterbacks are, are retiring. Uh, guys are getting hurt because they're older, right? or, or players just aren't established, right? Jimmy Garoppolo's not an established superstar starter, so who his backup was mattered, right? And so I think that this is a unique spot in the NFL where there's a transitioning happening with the quarterback position, and so the backup becomes more important than it ever has, but it's not a, it's not what the NFL is used to. I, I think It's not what the owners are used to. It's not what GMs are used to because once you have your starter, you're set to go. And like I've said before with Peyton Manning back in the you know Tom Moore days, yeah, what happens if Peyton gets hurt? I don't know. We don't pra- if Peyton gets hurt, we're effed. And it, and we don't practice but, that. But guess what? That's <laughs> that's but, that's but, just the reality. But TG, that's two decades ago. I know, but that's the reality you know, of a lot I, of these guys still. But I'll answer your question. Like, when did we start thinking about backup quarterbacks? To me, it's the last five years. I agree. It's a newer phenomenon in the mm-hmm. NFL. I thought even a few years ago with the Giants, when we were forced to see that ugly guy at quarterback, Mike Lennon. Yeah. That's the, unfair. I mean, he was unfortunate, if we're if we're being honest. Like just this his neck. Okay. He had a whip. Yeah. Bottom line was, when we were all Apparently forced... he's doing really well as a real estate agent down in Carolina. Good for him. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm happy for him. I had nothing against him personally. He was just... That's he, according to LinkedIn. He made me feel better. <laughs> he made me f- people with foundation problems. He made me feel better as an ugly person. I was like, oh, look at that. That guy's even ugly. Oh, stop. But I, in all seriousness, I think over the last five years, we have seen more quarterbacks get hurt. Yep. We have seen certain quarterbacks just get older, like Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. where you need to protect yourself. The Giants in the last two years protected themselves by adding to Rod Taylor. So, yes, if we had this discussion in 1997, maybe I'm not screaming and yelling about it. But in 2023, we all knew coming into this season that Zach Wilson was incapable of being a backup quarterback. One of the early discussions we had in talking on this radio show was my disgust for the lack of a backup quarterback. Yes, I know it. And that was in July. So I want my organization to be smarter than me. Like, who am I? I'm a guy. I'm a fan. I have a microphone. But it feels like I knew a hell of a lot more about the obvious than the team I watch. Yeah. And no. to hear Woody Johnson proclaim, well, we need a backup quarterback. Yeah, you do. Because here's the other thing. To Sean and to you, both of you guys, rightfully so, I'm about to give you guys credit, rightfully so, warned about the Jet offensive line. Mm-hmm. And you warned that a bad offensive line can ruin a season. And I didn't necessarily disagree with you, right. but you clearly had more worry about it. 
you guys were right in terms of how bad this offensive line was. I give you that. There's no disagreement. But, it's a priority for the Jets to fix. But you think that Aaron Rodgers, if he's healthy, he mitigates it. Well, here's what I will say. If Aaron, Forget Aaron Rodgers being healthy. Because I'm not sitting here bitching about Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. He got hurt. I'm bitching about the fact they didn't have a backup quarterback and now my owner's acting like, yeah, I knew all along. <laughs> if they had a real-life backup quarterback, a real one, whether it's Gardner Minshew, whether it was Baker Mayfield, you name the backup quarterback. I am convinced that even with this crap offensive line, even with Robert Sala, who we have issues with, the New York Jets win, want to say two more games, want to say three more games. And if you don't believe me, I'll cite you the games, and I'll do it quick without boring you. The first game against New England, that's a win. The game against the Raiders, yeah. that's a win. Yeah. With simple, that's, adequate quarterback play. That's 9-8. and eight. That's 9-8. <laughs> And that opens up other scenarios. Does that mean Aaron Rodgers comes back? Maybe, maybe not. Is nine wins enough? Do you now win another game that you didn't win because of where you're now in the standings? The answer to that could be yes. So what I'm here to tell you is that that line he throws out there about we just need a backup quarterback, if they had done their jobs the way not just I suggested, but most Jet fans suggested, we are talking about this season in a very, very, very (laughs) different way. And that's why, more than the Cavs going on a 57-0 run to start the second half last night. There we go. More than even that. <laughs> more than Major League Baseball deciding this morning we're going to stick Billy Epler in the refrigerator for an entire year. More than that. More on the fact that the Mets haven't added a DH yet. More than that. More than anything. That pisses me off to no end. I feel you. Unfortunately, nine wins wouldn't have gotten to the postseason this year. But you would have been closer. You, you don't know that. No, I do see, know that. There's was... another quarterback beat the Giants in 13 seconds. Oh, it might have been a Zach. Yeah, no, I mean, look, there's Baltimore, Miami, double-digit wins. There's five double-digit win teams. And then Houston and then Kansas City. But you know what? So there's, Ev- just, there's just too, too many teams. Evan would have had his undergarments a little more tickled with nine yes. wins, and they would have been yes. interested. I think that's what he's getting at. And by the way, Sean, you're right. Like, even if it didn't end in the playoffs, because obviously you're playing the literal game, which I respect. Nine wasn't going to be enough. I get that. Yeah. but I know if, what you mean. It would have it would have felt like a successful season. Well, right. felt, the Browns game would have felt more important. Right. It would have felt like a successful season despite not making the playoffs, where instead... At seven and 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 uh, ten, it feels like uh, another seven and ten season. Uh, we got what do we, we got so much wrong with us. That simple decision that they made, a decision that we were all disgusted by, is the main reason more than anything else. I really believe it on why they finished seven and ten. And so this owner, and look, here's the problem with owners. Now, here's the problem with them, whether it's Joe Sy or it's James Dolan or it's Woody Johnson or it's John Mara. Like, the problem is, you can't fire them. <laughs> like, I could sit here into a microphone and call them out, which I did for about 30 seconds yesterday with Joe Sy and we're doing right now with Woody. At the end of the day, they own the freaking team. It's a frustrating thing. Until Tiki Barber walks into your studio and informs you that the owner you dislike the most is selling. And nobody <laughs> believes you. See Jeff Wilpon and Tiki Barber. So he's the owner and he's not going anywhere. But I need him to be better. I need the people he hires to be better. Now, I'm very fair to Woody Johnson. I'm going to compliment him. There are things he said yesterday that didn't trigger me. When we come back, I'll play a few of them. And we'll hear from you. Are you pissed off at Woody Johnson, too? Did he trigger you last night the way he triggered me? And maybe he triggered you for a different reason. But mine's all about the quarterback. 
We'll get your calls next, 877-337-6666. That's the toll-free number. There was a Hall of Fame announcement yesterday. We've got a guy that's near and dear to all of your hearts who is now eligible for the Hall of mm-hmm. Fame next year, and that's going to cause a big debate. We'll get to that. And, of course, we will begin breaking down this football game on Sunday night. They call it the Super Bowl. Now, in fairness to Big Wood, Woody Johnson, he said a few things at that big uh, party last night, the NFL Honors Ceremony event. Did you watch it, by the way? Did you watch it at all, T? Uh, no. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I was too busy watching crappy basketball. That was my priority. But I went back and listened to the other things Woody said. And some of which I give a reaction of positivity to, some I mock, and some angers me. So let's play a game. I'll play you a clip, and then you can guess how I react to it. And then tell me your reaction to it. Let's. Here's Woody Johnson talking about the rough season that was last year. Disappointment doesn't nearly cover it. You know, I mean, it's uh, just, you know, we work for the fans, and we want to do a good job for the fans. And to see them disappointed like this. Well, we had everything going. You know, it's, it's very frustrating, very difficult. Mm. No, you weren't triggered by that. I was not. In fact, I liked it. Yeah, because that's exactly the right tone and tenor. Yeah, I mean, to the season from the fan standpoint. Absolutely. At now, one point, you were very angry. Yep. And then by the time week four, or five or so, you kind of knew your lot. You just kind of became resigned to whatever was going to happen. No, I was still angry. <laughs> I don't think I was ever like resigned to it in week five. Oh, maybe that's from the outside looking in. That was yeah. me and Sean and Lugie looking at you. Saying, well, I think Sean and Lugie said that after week one, basically. <laughs> the sure did. No, Sean actually absolutely did. I, I like what Woody did there because Woody is saying, I don't like to see my fans angry. Now, there's a natural follow-up to that, which is if you don't like seeing your fans angry, Woody, why would you raise their ticket prices and force <laughs> them to pay their bill earlier? That's a great follow-up. I'm not sure it was asked, but I like that because that's Woody Johnson saying, hey, listen, Jet fans, I know you're angry. I'm angry. I'm not screaming and yelling, but trust me, I'm mad. So I give that one a nice little thumbs up. Here's Woody Johnson talking about how he felt on that faithful night, opening night, 2023, Aaron Rodgers on the field, and four plays in, rupturing the Achilles. Just picture this. It's a night stadium. Everybody's got their wristbands on like Taylor Swift. You know, they've got all the red and the blue and the, not red and blue, but green and, and white. <laughs> he takes the American flag out. Four plays later, the elation goes down to zero. I mean, that it was unbelievable. I've never been through anything like that. Yeah. So this is the part where I mock him. I mean, first of all, don't compare us to Taylor Swift. All right? Don't compare <laughs> Jet fans who were excited that night to a bunch of Swifties with their armbands. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't follow that one. Well, I, I think I, what he, I know what he was trying to say. Like we were excited, we were going in, and you know, we got our Taylor Swift. Who basically, it didn't. It didn't make sense though. I think what he meant was they were handing out wristbands to light up, and that's what made the stadium look so spectacular. And it did look yeah. spectacular because you had the, the light up stuff. So he compared that to going to a Taylor Swift concert. And then he forgot the colors of the Jets. I think he was mixing and getting confused between the colors of the United States flag. Right, which and, Aaron was run, running out with. Right, right, and the colors of the Jets. And he's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I was confused, Woody Johnson. Yeah. Are you a little embarrassed after hearing Woody there? That he compared us to Swifties? Yes, no, I just no, said no. that. Not that part. Oh. He tells you the immediate, uh, whatever, jubilation or elation went basically to the feeling like his arm had gotten chopped off. 
Yet, I distinctly remember that Tuesday, Tiki, Evan, and then Joe was on. Uh-huh. What are you to? Well, of course I'm excited. The team won. The owner just told you he sat no, the box no, no, feeling no. like it was over. No. And you came in and sold no. us a bill of goods that's the next day. That's bad sandwich. job by me. By, by, and by the way, <laughs> they not, won that game. <laughs> I know, and that's all he cared about the no, next no. day. Hold on. That's not true, okay? What Woody just described, you may have to play it again, was how he felt in the moment. And obviously how I felt in the moment not being in that stadium and how Jet fans felt in that moment being in the stadium was despair. I don't think there's any question. It was a lot of it was WebMDing all over social media to find out, is this as bad as we think it is? It's Achilles. Of course it is. But we didn't know that immediately. I think some with brains did. (laughs) Dude, with injuries, you don't know right away. So I think what Woody was describing was how he felt in the moment. Play it one more time. Just picture this. It's a night stadium. Everybody's got their wristbands on like Taylor Swift. You know, they've got all the red and the blue and the not red and blue, but green and and white. (laughs) He takes the American flag out. Four plays later, the elation goes down to zero. Yeah. I mean, that, it was unbelievable. I've never been through anything yeah. like that. He's talking about the night. Now, I'll walk you through the night. When Aaron goes down, and I, this is one of those moments, like you remember where you are. There are going to be sports moments. Obviously, there's moments in the real world that you remember where you were and mm-hmm. everything that happened. I'll never forget the conversation I had with my kid, conversation with my wife. <laughs> Just everything. Everything is crystal, crystal clear. But in that moment, and even the next hour or two, there was despair. There's no question. Here's where we're going to veer off. When they won the game on a walk-off punt right. return for a touchdown. There had to be a little bit of hope. The stadium was electric. Okay. So you can't act no. like we weren't excited off of a win. No. The building was excited. And you would have been excited. I was wrong. Win. I admit it. That's not what I'm talking about. What are you yes, talking about? If I had tickets and I was a Jet fan and I'm sitting in 341 and that punt return gets taken back, in that moment, am I slapping hands going nuts? That moment of jubilation ended the moment whatever car I was in got started and I headed towards the George Washington Bridge and found out that we had feared it from Solly Achilles happening. You came on the air at 2 o'clock, then had Joe on at 4 o'clock, and you guys both collaboratively... It's not that bad, though, bro. No, 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 Look, no, we no, did no, win. No, 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 bad no, job by me. No, you it was no, no, no. We're not going to redo history oh, here. Oh, we're redoing it. I never said it's not bad. I admitted there was emotion going on that night, the good and the bad. I was devastated that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. We all were. But I wasn't giving up on the season, which I know you guys wanted me to do. And, yes, did you turn out to be right about the way it ended? Of course. Like, I'll own that. They went 7-10. But in the moment, there was that mixed feeling of – wow, we just lost the guy we've been thinking about for seven months and our hope at winning a Super Bowl, and then the mix of, hey, we just beat a division rival at home, maybe we can figure this out. So you can't act like I walked in here with just a smile on my face. That's a lie, and you should apologize. I'm not going to apologize. What I'm going to tell you is the owner basically told you he thought the season was over. He didn't say that. (laughs) He said what we all felt, which was when he got hurt, it felt like, yeah, all the jubilation was gone in the moment. And then when they won the way they did... The jubilation came back. Sean's point and my point then what, and what, now. translator? No, because we both. No, because you and Joe. I'm sorry, I love both of you. Embarrassed yourselves. If had you lost that night, you would have been crying of the course. next day. So one win clouded it. Yes, what? that's pathetic. No, sorry. it's not. Yes, it is. I'm going to get you it's a little math. I'm going to teach you a little math. So in baseball, uh, in football, a win is the equivalent of winning ten games in a row. Oh, We're not doing this bit again. We did this bit on yeah. the old show. No, it's not a bit. It's no, a fact. It's Tiki, right, when but, you win a baseball game. 
Uh, or you win a football game, that's equivalent to winning 10 in a row. No, it's like you win 10 baseball games. That's like winning one football game. Thank you very much. Thank you. I hate to make this analogy, but it's the only one I could think of. You won the battle and lost the war. No kidding, but you So. So what? Am I missing something here? Yeah, you're not listening to me. You want to win the the war. What's the point you're making? Yeah, I don't know his point. The Super Bowl dreams, everything we heard about since Rodgers came out of the darkness, died that night. So for you to be excited the next day is ridiculous. But, but Lugie, here's why you're kind of backwards on this. And I'll use you against you. Not as much Sean, because he gave up arguing with me, and now you've taken the mantle, and I respect that. (laughs) I just like if people think he's higher shrieking than me, so I'll let him (laughs) go. Shut up. So the Giants are coming off a year last year, two years ago now, but you know what I mean, last year, where you guys made the playoffs, and you're believing in Daniel Jones, and I know you specifically really believed in Daniel Jones. Yes. You would come on the radio and say, top five quarterback, whatever you said, he's a lead, all that. Top ten. Okay. Yes. Daniel obviously struggles early on, he gets Mm -hmm. hurt. Tommy DeVito now sparks the team. The expectations for the Giants were completely different. Now you're kind of fighting an uphill battle, but you were excited during that moment. In fact, I heard a bridge show where you came on the air and said, you know what, (laughs) this team's going to make the playoffs. It was a different excitement. It was a different expectation because, unfortunately, during the course of a season, and in this case the course of a game, things change. So I'm not one to just give up. I thought it would have been stupid to give up. And so while I was devastated about Aaron's injury, I'm sure the way you were devastated that your belief in Daniel Jones got rocked based on injury and lack of performance, there was a new hope. Your yeah, new hope well, was Tommy DeVito. My new hope was this defense could carry them. Who was them the quarterback, to though? Zach so, Wilson was the quarterback. Right, so if you break all of this down, mm-hmm. all the conversation that we've been having for the, for the last 33 minutes, this all stems to hope. It all goes back to before the season started with the New York Jets, The Aaron Rodgers deal happens. The Jets are just hoping that the offensive line stays up and that Aaron Rodgers stays healthy. It doesn't happen. Right. And as soon as he gets hurt, you're just hoping that the Zach Wilson, who was terrible a year ago, especially because of the lack of accountability, is a different person from the, I don't know, three months, two and a half months he spent with Aaron Rodgers. And he, you hope that he can find his way and live up to the second overall pick. When Daniel Jones gets hurt and Tyrod Taylor then goes down and Tommy DeVito is there and he plays relatively well after a couple of weeks, it's just hope. Yeah. Just hope. None of it is based on actual like reality. None, <laughs> I'm serious. None of it is based on, yeah. I've seen this kid do this. None of this is based on, well past precedent tells me that it's going to work because of XYZ. The only thing anybody had in New York football after the beginning, after the Aaron Rodgers injury was hope. And and hope is fleeting, and it'll let you the hell down. Well, it that's, lets you... that's ultimately what this whole season came down yeah, to. I think you're right, but I think ultimately hoping in a young quarterback to step up in year three and become the capable backup was the mistake that they made. Oh, they needed to have a real human being but, be the backup, point, and then there would have been a different kind of hope after yeah, Aaron my, went but down. But my point with that is that there's no way that Joe Douglas is going to admit failure. He had the second overall pick, and he drafted a quarterback. There's no way that after two years why? he's going to admit failure. He admitted failure the day he traded for Aaron Rodgers, Tiki. Yeah, the but, day you get that veteran is the day you admit, but you know I effed up with the number 2 overall but, pick. But they believed that the the circumstances around um year 1 with their with with the death of their quarterback coach with an inexperienced coordinator and play caller and 
leading into year two, we'll get this a little bit, we'll get it right, and it didn't happen. You have to fire everybody, at least on the offensive you know, quarterback side of that of that room, and then start over again with Aaron Rodgers. It, they believed that Zach just needed the right infrastructure yeah. around Well, they were wrong. No, of no. course they were yeah, wrong. And what Douglas basically was admitting was, I should have brought in a challenger from the beginning rookie year with Zach, and he was the right pick, but a guy who actually needed seasoning, right. a la Jordan Love, now, and they thought they were going to reset that season. Now speaking, and they didn't do that. Because right. they handed him the, the starting job in year one, and they handed him the starting job in year two. Now, speaking of coaching staff and Joe Douglas, here is what Woody Johnson had to say about Robert Sala. Right. He's going to be a lot better head coach. You know, one thing about head coaches, you get better as, as you get more experience. And, you know, he's going to concentrate on offense. You know, he's got Jeff to kind of do the defense, and we've got a good special team. It's offense, offense, offense. Okay, so... <laughs> How do you think I'm going to respond to that, by the I, way? You know, it sounds like he doesn't even know what he's talking about. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That is a guy. Why does he ask these questions? <laughs> because he's the owner of the team. I understand that, but I don't I don't know how hands-on he is, but it doesn't sound like he's very Well, he hands-on. basically announced to the world that Robert Sala, who is a defensive mind, is going to say, forget the defense. Jeff Ulbricht's got that. I'm out. I'm done. I don't have to worry about that. Right. And I'm going to focus mostly on the offense. I mean, well, let me ask you a question. Right, right. Robert what, Sala doesn't even want that kind of well, what like, is, endorsement. What <laughs> does Robert Sala know about offense? Like, honestly, it reminds me of a famous quote that Tim McCarver once had about Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson's one of the great pitchers of all time. Obviously, St. Louis Cardinal Tim McCarver's a catcher. Tim McCarver goes out to the mound to talk to Bob Gibson. And Bob looks at him and says, Tim... Get your ass behind the plate. The only thing you know about pitching is that you can't hit it. <laughs> and that's the way I feel about Robert Sala. Like, what do you know about offense? So to hear Woody say that, like, I'm not even mad about that part because I know Robert Sala's coming back. I'm okay with Robert Sala coming back despite my issues with his coaching and yeah. my uncertainty with him. It's more Woody fumbling along a... You know, he's really going to concentrate on the offense this time. Like, what the hell is that going to do? Like, Robert Sala and Nate Hackett are going to be in a room together figuring out this offense? Here's a newsflash. You know who's going to figure out this offense? Aaron Rodgers is going to figure out this offense. This offense will right. go if Aaron Rodgers is on two feet. If Aaron Rodgers is protected and if Aaron Rodgers can recover from a torn Achilles, that's going to figure out the offense. So, Woody makes me laugh sometimes. I got to hand him that. <laughs> he's like a comedian. So sometimes he angers me, sometimes he makes me laugh. That's the thing. I don't know why you get angry, because why are you taking it seriously? He's the owner of the team. I understand <laughs> that, but I don't think he's as hands-on as you think he is. Yeah, I think just tr- he triggered me. Right, right? he's triggering yeah, you, but yeah. he doesn't... He shouldn't because he doesn't know what he's talking about. So that makes me feel better. Evan, you shouldn't be bothered. You're I don't mean, that, I don't mean that in a negative, like, mean way. Of just, it's just the reality. Like, he doesn't know the ins and outs and X's and O's. Hey, what, what defense is Jeff Olbrick running? Oh, he has no oh idea. I have no idea. No idea. I, just, I just know he's pretty good. Yeah. I know we don't give up a lot of points. Let's go to Ed in East Islip. How are you, Ed? Oh, I'm not okay. The the more that I hear, the more that my blood boils and I get more enraged. You go know, ahead. Evan, like... Oh my! I mean, it, it's. I understand that he's the owner of the team. For this guy to come out and say, "Oh, you know, we we owe the fans. We want the fans to set." Fan, you care about me, dude? We had a chance to get out of the Giants' shadow, have our own building. No, nope, for whatever reason, you yeah. had to sell out, go yeah. with the Giants. I know. You know, away we go. Then you don't hire one of the worst coaches ever. That was a send off from the Dolphins. You follow it up by hiring. 
who the new current worst coach in the league. And poor Evan, you're so you're so far in that you say, you know, I wanted Salah back because you know it was kind of like the best option at the time. Like that's what we're resounded to. Like this guy throws us like the worst of all the scenarios, and we have to try to make chicken salad out of chicken poop any way that we can just to try to enjoy rooting for our team. Then you bang me for my money for your tickets next year. P.S. You raise the prices. Yeah. What? Like, you don't have enough money, and you're telling me that you're looking out for the fans? It's just one corner at one turn. It, it's just it's mind-numbing. And me, me is probably more pathetic than Woody Johnson as I continue to support the guy's team because – I love football. I love wow. the team, and I'm under the delusion we'll win one but, day. But, but Ed, Ed, when, we're, when are we ever going to get something right? It's we're like, stuck. When are we ever going to be the model franchise? No, well, I don't know if that's going to happen for a very long time, but we're stuck. And look, there's nothing to feel bad about when you root for a franchise that has terrible ownership because we will outlast them. Like, I don't mean to be morbid here, but we always do. For anyone who doesn't like Woody Johnson, I guess if you're under the age of 35, you don't have this. But if you're the OG, over the age of 35, there was an owner before him. right? Now nah, He wasn't great in Leon Hess, but there was an owner before him. And depending on how young you are now, there'll be an owner after him. I can promise you that. We just saw that with the Wilpons. We've seen it with James Dolan, right? There was an owner before him. So it sucks when you have an owner you don't trust. And quite frankly... I got a lot of them, and I know what it feels like. But they're never going to take away the joy of rooting for that team. Like, you're always going to root for them, and you shouldn't feel bad that you are. And, yeah, sometimes when you've got a bad owner that's incompetent, you almost have to talk yourselves into things that aren't even there to make yourself feel better. I'm not talking myself into Robert Solitiki. Yeah, I honestly think that where they are right now, considering the injury to Aaron Rodgers and the changes that would have to be made if you fired the head coach, I genuinely don't think it makes that much sense to just blow it up. No, it doesn't, but there's a lot of... We keep talking about the Giants and their offseason with the 32 free agents and how they're going to put together a, a, a somewhat winning roster. The Jets have the same issue. There's a lot of unrestricted free agents on this team. Offensive line, that's probably a good thing. You're going to move off of those guys anyways. But defensively, from depth standpoint, your kicker, both of them, Mm. they're both up. So there's a lot that the Jets have to do. And as I, you know, we sit here on the precipice of a Super Bowl this weekend, you wonder, like, how far away are our teams, right? How far away are the Jets and the Giants? And if you start with the Giants, with the Jets, the, the issue is is twofold. One, how much of Aaron, of of the MVP Aaron Rodgers are you getting? That's is a it, big thing. Is, is it is it 80% of that guy? Because if it is, I think it, it's probably good enough because he's still Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. And he's still in whatever moment is critical. You trust him to make the play, right? You trust him to get it right. You trust him to be magical like Aaron Rodgers has always been magical. But then you go to the really the most important part of it. I said this earlier this week. We're talking about building from your ass. Build the ass first, right? The Jets have to get an offensive line. They have to. No, we know that. Right? And just think, yeah. think of how good Brees Hall will be. Think about how a safe it'll feel for Aaron Rodgers. Think about how much less taxed the defense will be if they could just maintain possession. So I'm talking about simple things. I'm not talking about let's be one of the most explosive offenses and the big play potential of it of the Kansas City Chiefs or whoever the you know the big play teams are in the NFL. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just be competent, right? 
they have to do that before you even can talk about how close they are. Well, you know the, what? If the they Bowl. were the competence you just described, even without Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, they made the playoffs this year. Yeah. They well, would have made the playoffs this year. They won seven games the last two years with not a bad offense, because mm-hmm. that doesn't give it justice, with a historically bad offense. Right. right. With uh, third, third downs and red zone yes. scoring. Yes. They I were, mean, in the teens. Yes. Teens. Yes. If they were mediocre, they win 10 games. Let's go to Phil and Kearney. How are you, Phil? Hey, how you doing, guys? First time uh, caller. Been a long time listener. Welcome awesome. aboard. Yes. Um, can I, I? I I have to defend Woody. You know, he, we, have, we you can say like he's never been afraid to spend money and do what he needs to do to get that big name person. Yeah. So what well, does that at mean? Same time. I mean, what do you mean? Like you mean like a player? Yeah, like a player, a free agent, a trade. He's he's never been afraid to get into it and to put his two cents in. Is that your defense of Woody Johnson? Is that is that literally your defense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do because it goes the same thing as Steve Cohen. Steve no, Cohen. it's not the same as Steve Cohen. First of all, there's a salary cap in the NFL. Number mm-hmm. one and number two, and this is why a Woody Johnson interview, not where he's just meeting with a bunch of media members, but a sit down is necessary. Because, A, yeah, I want to know about the stadium because it bothers me as a Jet fan that they're stuck in the shadow of the Giants Mm -hmm. playing at that dump known as MetLife Stadium. But here's the question, especially when he talks about backup quarterbacks. Hey, Woody, did finances have anything to do? And I'm not talking about salary cap room because they handed out a couple of million dollars to Dalvin Cook. There are decisions you could have made where it wouldn't have been a salary cap issue. And as you've said, Tiki, fungible, right? Yeah. The salary cap is fake. It is. So it's not the salary cap, it's Woody. Was Woody Johnson, because this was a rumbling for a while, Boomer sort of alluded to it without saying it, was Woody Johnson refusing to spend more money on the quarterback position because he had already invested so much in Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson? Because if the answer is yes, that's a problem. If the answer is yes, then I don't want to hear any comparisons to Steve yeah, Cohen. I think, I think maybe it is yes, but it's also, I, I can't give Joe Douglas a pass. I, I can't not look at his resume and when you draft a quarterback in second overall, you're just you're simply not going to get rid of him after two years. You're just not. And so, could you get rid of him after three? Sure. Has it been done before after less time? Absolutely. The Arizona Cardinals did it with Josh Rosen, but that was that was a completely different situation because they there was like abject dysfunction in Arizona, and it's still kind of going on to an extent. So, I think it's a little bit different because. You can't you can't fully blame the owner when the general manager has to stick with Zach Wilson. I know it's a money thing, but ultimately, you know, you're not going to give Aaron Rodgers whatever guaranteed money he's given because that's that's out of Woody's pocket. Mm. That goes into escrow, right? That's not like oh we'll earn this and we'll we'll give it to you, Aaron. No, that's that's a check that's written. It's putting away into a bank account that's reserved for Aaron Rodgers, even if it's three years from now. So he will spend the money. But he's not going to spin it flippantly. Mm. Let's go to Josh in New Jersey. How you doing, Josh? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Um, listen, are callers allowed to ask Tiki what he knows about Tiki? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I actually encourage that. <laughs> okay. But, so, but first I want to give you a couple of um, – I'm an older guy, so I'll give you a couple of, of uh, words that uh, – and I'm not sure who's, a, uh, who's the author. May but, I ask uh, you a question? Why did you have to preface for an older guy? Like right. you warning that you're going to have trouble with something? Oh, no, uh, oh, no, actually, I'm trying to, you know, brag that I have wisdom from this. Ah, ah, nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. I like what you did there. All right, it's all about yeah. wisdom. Right. Anyway, yeah. hope 
is the destroyer of expectations. Hey, love that. And dude. I don't know who's responsible for that, but you get the point. Dude, that's a great and, one. I'm going to remember that, Josh, because that's what okay. every time we next year we're talking about. Well, I just hope things go well. I'm going to say, exactly. well, Josh told us so the, hope is a destroyer of expectations. By the way, if John McCain had that line, he would have been elected president in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Thank you. All right. And the other one is Uncle Stevie gets it. Uncle Stevie said hope is not a strategy. Right. Mm, true. All right. Now, Tiki. Yes. Friday, week of the Super Bowl. Okay. You're, you're there. Okay. Tell us about your day. How to, tell us about waking up, what you did, only because I've never heard it from a player's perspective. All right. Before, All right. If, before Tiki answers that, we do have to do something that's very important whenever we play this game. How much does <laughs> Tiki know about Tiki? There you go. Absolutely. And All the right. great part about this game, Josh, and thank you for the call, is that Tiki could lie and could right. be wrong and we'll never be able to fact check it. Right. So anyhow, Tiki, answer his question. So our Friday at the Super Bowl that I went to in 2000, it was you try to make Friday as normal as possible. So it's a walkthrough, but I don't, we went. I don't think we did it at the at the practice field. I feel like we did it in the in the like the lobby of the of the hotel. I feel like we cleared out. You know, not the lobby, but you know, like they have those conference rooms. Yeah, I feel like we opened up all the conference rooms and we had our walkthrough in the in a conference room. <laughs> For some reason, I, I remember that at our Super Bowl. It was the weirdest thing in the world. I wonder if that's normal. I was like standing on standing on the wall. Like, what the hell do you think doing? other teams do that? Yeah, because like when you get close to the game, the city is is packed. Right. It's like you can't go anywhere, and the last thing you want to do is go to a facility that could be accessible to the public from some capacity or nefarious actors from the other team stealing whatever and. You know, have someone film you while you're going through your red zone, your third down situation stuff. That's what you do on Fridays. Like you don't want to, you don't want to give the opportunity for someone to find it. I mean, hell, when we were home, Jim Fossil used to send like security to the hotel. What's the hotel right across the street? It's Marriott. I can't remember or which one Sheridan it is. Or yeah, Sheridan. Right. Or How much does Tiki know he was about Tiki? Over there because he thought people were up in the upper building, upper rooms, like watching our watching us practice. Wow. And I'm not even joking about that. So, like, it, it's it's a weird day because you know the game is like a couple of weeks away, a couple of days away. But it's nothing like normal, even though they're trying to be normal. I was mentioning it yesterday late in the show that they should have players not go to the Super Bowl City till two days before the game. Yeah. Treat it like a real normal week so right. that you're not doing a walkthrough at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> it's not a Holiday Inn. That, you know, I'm just, it's, it's, it's a nicer hotel I'm than that. For, I'm adding for effect here. I hope. I hope. I don't think NFL teams are cheap, given the billions that they make. By the way, we'll talk to a current New York Jet coming up in the next 25 minutes. We'll get back to your calls in a second, 877-337-6666. There is one other what does Tiki know about Tiki question I do want to ask. I'll give you a couple minutes to think about it. And that is, that's what you did leading up to the game. What would you do with that week off? That's what I'm curious about. How much does Tiki know about Tiki? We'll get that answer, plus more of your calls on Woody Johnson triggering some Jet fans, and we'll start to get you ready for Super Bowl, what are we up to, 57? 58. 58? 59? 58. Damn, man. I'm old. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.